let's just be real. On this podcast with me, your host, Marissa Tong, we have real thoughts, real convos about adulthood, healing, self-care, wellness, entrepreneurship, and so much more. Get to know me on a deeper level as I navigate a new part of my life and share different perspectives from other millennials going towards their dreams. If you're ready to go beyond the surface, then sit down, relax, and let's get real. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Let's Just Be Real podcast. I'm your host, Marissa Tong. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode. I'm so happy to be here. So happy to talk to you guys this week. Another week, another episode, another topic. First of all, let's just start by saying happy freaking Scorpio season, okay? We are officially in Scorpio season. If you don't know, now you know, okay? (laughs) My birthday is November 21st, so I'm actually on the cusp. Like, I'm the last day of Scorpio season, which explains, like, I have a lot of Sag qualities. My Mercury's in Sag, so I'm a cusp, but I definitely identify with Scorpio 100%. So happy Scorpio season to the Scorpios if you're listening. Um, But otherwise, happy Tuesday if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out. Happy Tuesday. Hope you guys are having a beautiful start to your week. So today we are going to be diving into the topic of fear, imposter syndrome, okay, and how we can get rid of those feelings or that time period where we are experiencing a lot of fear, a lot of imposter syndrome, feeling like we don't deserve that title. We don't deserve to level up. We don't, we're not really the person that we're trying to become deep down inside. So sometimes we have to do this in order to gain momentum in our life, in our career, in our business, in order to move forward, especially if we have big dreams and we see ourselves having like a really big life or we just have a lot of like goals and aspirations. Sometimes when we allow a lot of fear and constantly identifying with the person that you used to be, right? The person that thinks small, the person that doesn't have a lot of knowledge, the person who hasn't experienced all the things that you now have experienced or the things that you have learned over time, right? You're a different person, right? We should constantly be changing, evolving, growing. So sometimes like when we start to identify with the old us, that can really hold us back from whatever it is that we're trying to pursue. So I want to start with my experience and a little story time about like the times that I've felt a lot of fear or imposter syndrome and how it, you know, has slightly held me back. I wouldn't say anymore, but it definitely has in the past. So one of the things that I've always felt insecure about, especially as a dancer, is the fact that I wasn't classically trained as a dancer. Like I didn't grow up in dance school. My mom didn't have me enrolled in like ballet, jazz, like all of the classical uh, training that most dancers experience at a younger age. So I would always consider myself like a street dancer, right? Like I really just danced from 
the soul like from my heart and you know i i experienced like my family dancing my dad is from the islands he's from the island of dominica it's a really small island near barbados in case you guys don't know most people don't <laughs> but yeah i just grew up with a lot of like just regular dancing so i guess i can say that i was born well now i know like you know that's my purpose in life you know um my passion so i felt like that really held me over towards like then wanting to make a career out of dance but even like that whole time in between you know like growing up like yeah i would do like musicals and i really did get more into like choreography and dance in high school so that's when i was getting more into like the plays and the musicals and i really was considering going to school for musical theater and acting that was something that i was really really into and there were even two shows in high school that i was able to be one of the assistant choreographers so it was great and i loved the way that like you know just everything everything about it i still love theater i really really do it has such a soft place in my heart but I learned so much. Um, but even like from that time of being really, really young and just like dancing in the house and dancing with my friends in the basement, I had posted like a video <laughs> on my stories the other day. It's so crazy because I was telling my girl Heather about it. I was like, yo, there's like this video from I don't even know if I told her it was a video. I think I think I was just telling her that me and my friends used to put on little concerts in our basement. Like when I was like, okay probably was like 10. So we had a cute little group. It was called EMT. It was Eric, Marissa, and Taylor. <laughs> and we used to like put on little shows like my sister Miranda would choreograph. And then like we would put on little shows and invite people from like our church. Like it was, it was so cute. So I literally was telling my girl about this. And then literally like a day or two later, my mom sends me this video. So it's just crazy how the universe works. Like <laughs> once you talk something up or you start thinking about it, like it shows up. So I was visiting my mom and she takes out this video and she's like, she's like, do you remember this? I was like, oh my goodness. I was literally just telling my girl about this. It's crazy. So anyway, that being said, right? Like even though I was doing all those things and it was really just for fun, like dancing at home, like having little, you know, dance battles with my friends when they came over. Like I was very into that. All the dance movies, okay? You got served, honey, all of that. And then my dad used to run this movie called Break In, if you guys know about that. It was like from the 80s and they were like break dancing. They used to battle and stuff. My mom was highly obsessed with Michael Jackson. So I grew up with a lot of dance around me and a lot of just examples, right? And I would always just mock what I saw. So, you know, I felt like my training didn't come till later in life when I really decided to start taking classes on my own as an adult and paying for them because it just wasn't something that my parents were willing to pay for or to enroll me in when I was younger. So, you know, I did have some insecurities about that. Um, luckily, like I did start at a level that I felt like was great for me. So I started with Zumba. That was like the first thing that I ever taught. And I got into that. The requirements for Zumba actually aren't that hard. So you could just enroll. I don't know if it's still the same, but I literally just signed up online. And then I went and took an eight hour training that day. And there were people from different ages, sizes, whatever. So there really weren't 
you know, any restrictions or requirements with Zumba. So I was able to easily get into that. And I was really passionate about it. Like I took it very serious. Like I used to practice like almost like every day, like just making routines, putting them on YouTube. Like I was on YouTube a while ago, y'all. Like if y'all see my old YouTube videos, it's actually really embarrassing, but (laughs) it is what it is. Like they're staying up there so that I could always go back and look at my growth, you know, and it's, it's very humbling to see where I started. So starting with Zumba, you know, kind of felt like I mastered that after a while. And then I started getting, you know, not bored, but just I wanted more. That's just how I am in life. Like now I realize that like I I can't get too comfortable with one thing. I, I constantly have to be seeing what else I could do, you know, to elevate and to challenge myself. So that's when I found Vixen Workout got into that, right? Really mastered that. Then I got the confidence to start my own choreography classes and boom. And that's how we got real rhythm dance and fitness, you know? But during that time of like getting into choreography classes and starting to train, like I remember taking like Aaliyah Janelle's heels class and Phil Wright's hip hop class. And these are all these like amazing choreographers and trainers from LA. And I would feel so like insecure and intimidated in the classes because I knew like I didn't have the dance training that these other kids or adults had, you know what I'm saying? So there was always like that imposter syndrome of like, you're not a dancer. You're not a real dancer. Like you're not even trained, you know? So I always did feel that way. Like when I would take um, other choreographers classes. And after a while, you know, I kind of just had to get over myself and just realize like, girl, well, this is what you are now. Like you're a dancer, you're taking on this title, you're taking on this role. It's who you are. It's also who you were born to be. Just accept it. Right. And not every dancer has the same background or upbringing. Like dancer is not based on a resume or based on your training since you were four years old. Like none of that matters, you know? And I know a lot of people who were taking classes at younger ages, you know, from three to 15 or whatever the case, and they don't even dance anymore because it's not something that A, they were serious about, they weren't passionate about, uh, no shade, but they didn't really have the talent to hold a career like that. You know what I'm saying? Like it was more of a hobby or it was something that, their parents decided to put them in, you know, just for for fun or to stay out of trouble, whatever the case, right? And I do believe that dance does create definitely more structure, discipline. Like if you ever take any types of dance classes or you start a dance program, there's a lot of structure that's required, you know, like respecting the teacher, not talking when other people are, you know, uh, dancing or talking or whatever, like, and there's going to be a separate podcast episode about (laughs) dance class etiquette, honey. Okay. That was requested. So we will be having a different, um, episode about that where we'll be talking about like what you need to know (laughs) when you go to a dance class. So aside from that, you know, like I do believe that being, someone who didn't grow up with the training, like the professional training or the classical training, like I do feel like I missed out on a lot of things, but it's nothing that I couldn't have learned when I got older. And I have, and I did, and I'm still learning, you know, you're never not learning as a dancer or in general, as an adult, like we're always learning. So there's always things to be learned, you know, but 
Yeah, I just always felt like that. So I didn't have a lot of dancer friends, I guess you could say, right? Like I didn't know a lot of dancers. Like, yeah, some of my friends that I grew up with, like they were in dance classes, but then they stopped, you know? So I didn't really know like any adult dancers who were really out here doing the things that I wanted to do. I had only seen examples that, you know, lived in like Callie, you know, Nicole Kirkland, Candice, Aaliyah Janelle, like those are the people that I really looked up to and I would only see them on like Instagram. So yeah, there's, you know, there were a lot of, and still are dancers in New York, but I live in Jersey. So it's not always like very convenient to go to the city, even though I worked in the city, you know, whatever, whatever. But if you ask a person in New York, they are not coming to Jersey. Okay. People in New York, they act like Jersey is so many hours away. Like, oh my God, it's going to take them a whole day to get over here. Like, how do they cross the bridge? How do they get through the tunnel? Meanwhile, people in Jersey are speeding over to the city, right? We have cars, we have buses, trains, all that. But aside from that, right, like it wasn't really convenient to me to always go to the city to take classes, to link up and collab with other dancers or whatever the case. When I could, I would, right? Like that's where I would take most of my classes in the city. So after a while, I was just like, yo, where are the dancers in Jersey? Like, <laughs> I really didn't see them. I, did, I didn't know them. I only knew the Zumba community. So I don't know when it was. I really don't remember. But I ended up meeting um, my girl Rose. And she had asked me to do like a concept video. And then that's when I met other people um, some other dancers, Amber, you've probably seen her in my YouTube videos. So I started meeting these dancers in Jersey. So I was like, oh, there is like a little community here. Hey. So even going into that and meeting the dancers in Jersey, I still felt low key, like intimidated or insecure, or I, you know, was still feeling that imposter syndrome. Like, damn, I'm not even a real dancer. Like all these girls have been taking classes together. They grew up dancing like, oh, she's amazing at this. She's amazing at that. And, you know, I always knew my talent and I always knew my potential and I always knew what I wanted to aspire to. Right. And I knew the training was necessary. I never, never, never doubted that. Right. Even still to this day, I'm very into just always getting better, always improving, especially as a teacher. You have to know what you're teaching, right? So there was a period of me, yeah, like feeling a little insecure. And after a while, like I just, I got over it, you know, like there was a lot of work that I had to do, but also working with the girls, you know, and just seeing like how nice they were and nobody was in competition or you know, really talking shit about each other. Like there wasn't really any, any friction, right? Like it was cool. And we would always kind of like, even to this day, like I hit up some of the girls to do gigs. Like if I get, you know, an opportunity to do a video or a show, something like that, like I will hit up one of those girls. So we have a pretty tight network at this point. And I'm just really grateful for that. But aside from that, yeah, like that's just something that I really had to deal with, you know, like starting solo was not easy. And I always felt a little bit shy, especially as like an introvert and not feeling like, like I had, you know, the experience to go out and network and try to collab with these dancers. So it was very difficult for me at the beginning of my dance career or like my choreography career.
So to bounce off of that story and the reason that I told it is because you could clearly see that like there was a lot of fear and there were a lot of doubts that I had in myself that I could have allowed to hold me back, right? Like the idea of, you know, not growing up and taking dance classes or not having the experience as, you know, the same that other dancers had or whatever the case, I really could have let all those things hold me back. If I really wanted to just sit in my head and, you know, compare myself, like comparison is a devil, guys, okay? Do not let comparison hold you back. And then fear, right? Like fear, even going back to like, before I started teaching, you know, dance classes, like me wanting to get into school for musical theater, I allowed my mom's like fear and her limiting beliefs and not to blame my mom. I love my mom. Okay. I have no like resentment about that, but that's something that I've had to work through in therapy as well. But, you know, it was her fear of like, you know, that's, you know, that's not really a career where you're going to make a, I guess, stable income or, you know, income to take care of yourself. It's not really consistent. So that was like her idea about it. Right. And which is most parents, right? Like most parents aren't really with the arts. Like they're not really pushing their kids unless they're passionate or they really see something in their kids or they respect the arts or they're an artist themselves. A lot of parents really aren't pushing their kids to get into the arts, right? They're pushing them to get into finance, into law, into medical, into, you know, those type of careers that people seem as stable, you know, or realistic. So I really could have allowed my mom's fear and I did, you know, making that decision to pivot and go in the direction of hospitality and event planning, which at, you know, at this point in my life, like I don't see any of it as regrets or a wrong path or a wrong decision. Like it's all led me to where I am now, because if I didn't go to school for hospitality and event planning, I probably would have not created real hot retreats, right? Like I probably would not have worked in the restaurant or like being a banquet server, you know, and like getting that experience and meeting all the people and meeting my best friend, Rakia, you know, when I worked at the restaurant. So everything happened the way that it was supposed to happen and everything happens for a reason. So there's no doubt that you know, yeah, I could have had more experience if I took classes younger. Yeah, I could have been in a different path. Yeah, I could have had a different life if I went to school for musical theater, but I also wouldn't have had this life that I have now. So I'm very appreciative of where I am now. So that being said, like whatever fear that you're holding on to right now, whatever imposter syndrome, whatever you believe that you cannot become or that you don't have the credentials or you don't have the experience or you don't have the same tools or resources as someone else. Like that's all BS. Okay. That's all BS. Everything that you want in this life is obtainable. You can obtain it. Right. But you have to first believe that you can. Right. And you also have to be willing to put in the work. Right. Like I've put in a lot of work over the years as far as like actually working. You know what I'm saying? Like not the work and like on myself, that too, but the work towards what I wanted to, you know, to happen, to build, to grow. So, you know, starting with Zumba, doing that for a couple of years, doing Vixen, finding my studio, adding more classes, working on my craft, meeting people, collabing with people, building a team. Like it's all, it's all happened 
because I've been putting in the work. So I hope that you also acknowledge the work that you're putting in and also acknowledge where where it is that you can go, right? And where it is that you want to go and just keep your eye on that prize. Keep your eye on the prize, baby, okay? We have things to do. Like, it's Scorpio season. I... <laughs> I posted today on my story. My girl hit me up. She was like, happy Scorpio season. I was like, yes, I feel a fire under myself because I'm ready to go. Like, I don't know about y'all. I don't know if you're feeling like gloomy, unmotivated. I was last week. I'm not going to lie. That's why I had the episode about seasonal depression, but I'm feeling great this week. Okay. I'm feeling (laughs) recharged. I'm feeling ready to go. I'm ready to take action. I'm also hyped because I have this big event on Friday. I'm hosting a Real Rhythm dance workout concert. So I'm really excited for that. If you guys are in Jersey, pull up. It's 8 to 10, not 8 to 10, 8 to 11 on Friday. It's in Whippany, New Jersey at Alpha Wave Studio. So if you guys are in the area, even if you're in New York, pull up. Philly, pull up. What are y'all doing? But you can uh, buy tickets on my website. So I'm really excited. There's still tickets available. So I'm really excited for that. But yeah, we're going to wrap up the show here, guys. Um, we now have episodes on YouTube, not visuals just yet. Okay. Not yet, not yet, but there's two episodes on YouTube. So if you guys are over there, make sure you subscribe to my channel. You can find me under Marissa Tong and then also follow my business page, Real Rhythm DF or Real Rhythm Dance and Fitness. You can search either one, but yeah, thank you guys so much. If you enjoyed this episode, definitely make sure you subscribe, follow on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review if you enjoy the show. If you've been enjoying the show and you just haven't rated just yet, just give us like five stars, okay? Don't be don't be like that, okay? You get the content, I get the stars. It has to be an even exchange here, okay? But yeah, um, I wanted to keep this episode short, but we will definitely be talking more about imposter syndrome. I definitely will be having on some guests who I know for sure have dealt with this in the past as well. So I can't wait for those conversations. But your girl has some things to do today. I'm over here trying to clean my home, clear my space, you know, reset the energy, all that. I've been living out of a suitcase. I told y'all in the last episode, like it was over a week, okay, that I came back from my trip and I still have my suitcase here. So we're not doing this. Okay. Sis is scrubbing, cleaning, doing all that. I got to do laundry and then, um, yeah, some things to do today, but thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the let's just be real podcast. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye.